Welcome back to Barely Serious. This is episode 50. I'm here with a very special guest, uh, Uncle Creepy hey buddy. Ian McCall. <laughs> How's it going? Fucking former world champion, dude. Yes. What, dude, honestly, like, to hear that you're the best in the world is something. Like, the fuck? Like, it's pretty cool. I mean, it, it, it's what I became the best in, sure. It, it's a double-edged sword, because now that I do comedy and I've really opened my mind up, in a certain way and, and dealt with a lot of my issues, it's really petty. Like, just to fuck people. <laughs> you know what I mean? To get really good at something kind of silly that we don't need to do anymore. But uh, as as a, as an animal, you think, like, we, we're we we're still monkeys. This still right. resonates with everyone so much. So I go back and forth kind of thinking, you know, like, is, was that, is that a waste of time? Was it worth it? You know, I, I think it was worth it, but I guess I just like being self-deprecating about it. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like I, I, I don't know. It, it. I was tortured the whole time. I mean, I, I was, I was fucking crazy. I was a, I was a shitbag. Like at certain times in my career, I was just like, man, I, I, I got away with way too much. Where did the the Uncle Creepy name come from? It was a joke. My friend's son, <laughs> my friend's son, who calls me Uncle Uncle Creepy, or called me Uncle Ian, called me Uncle Creepy one night when he was like three. Everyone heard, and like and everyone was like, "Taking him in the wrong spot, or yeah, <laughs> no, it was. Uh, I don't know why the fuck I was chasing him around with. The, he had a skateboard. He wanted <laughs> to ride it, and I was like, you know, just trying to put him to bed. Almost it was late, and he he just said Uncle Creepy, and everyone sat up. I was like, that's it, because I usually make fun of people with nicknames because nicknames were just stupid to me. Right. <coughs> I, uh, you know, I I was living in San Luis Obispo training with guys like Chuck Liddell. I'm like, oh, you're the Iceman. Like, what are you going to do, freeze me? <laughs> it just, I, the fucking names are gay. You know? And I just, I thought that, you know, I always made fun of everyone's nickname. So right when they heard that, it stuck. I had just gone out of rehab for the second time. And I, my coach at one point goes, hey, you need money, right? And I was in the gym because that's all I knew where to go was just hang out at the gym. Right. And I was teaching classes and I was fucking people up. Because I had always been really, really good, the martial arts my my whole my entire life, and I'm a I'm a super athlete. Like I exploited my genetic lottery that I won. Like it just so happens to be a super good athlete. I'm not very big, but I can do crazy shit with my body. So I I'm in peak shape. I'm sober, you know. And then my coach goes, "Yeah, you need money, so take this fight. It's up against this guy. You know, you know you can beat him." I took it, smashed him, <laughs> and I put. He's actually a friend of mine, I, and I, I put... Uh, Before the fight? Oh, I've known this guy. We grew up... We grew, Well, he grew up in North County, uh, Orange County, and I grew up in South County. Okay. And we were both both in gangs, and straight-edge gangs, on each side of the tracks. He, they were North County, we were South County, we would always fight. And Okay, hold on. He was hold one on, of the tougher on. guys from there, and I was the toughest guy from where we were. Gangs according to who? Like, I've never seen any gangs in Orange County. Yeah, that's the thing. It, it wasn't like... I mean, I was I had a criminal enterprise. I was selling drugs, but that wasn't part of the gang thing. Like, it was a bunch of rich white kids or, or kids of all color, I guess. Uh, and you know, we didn't discriminate. And you know, I'm not even fully white, so I, you know, it just it was just we were just why why did that come up? <laughs> we, like we were just really because we would we would fight skinheads and stuff like all the time from oh, San Clemente, okay. and you know, like. At one point, I remember they tried to say like, "You guys are white, like a, a white supremacist gang." And I, I was like sitting next to my Asian buddy, and we're like, "What? The fuck? You you just arrested both of us? Like, have you not noticed neither of us are that white?" Okay, but in their defense, wasn't the wasn't the gang called Lords of South County? Yes, it was. That doesn't that kind of sounds like KKK shit. I don't know. I don't. I, <laughs> not not to us, but it was more of a joke. We but the thing right. was, is we were the first group of kids that really learned how to fight jujitsu is a predominantly rich kid sport and so is boxing and kickboxing because well at least in this area because it, you have to pay these trainers a lot of money for it um, it's usually a sport for, for you know underprivileged kids like boxing is boxing is a poor person sport Thai boxing is a poor person sport <laughs> that, that, that's just how it is that's just culturally that's how it works okay um, MMA is full of educated you know college educated wrestlers and, and, and Olympic level everything like this is MMA is a little bit different um, but so we had world class training in Orange County in our area, and we say out of thirty kids that we hung out with, twenty five of us trained, 
and about 15 of us had pro fights and five of us ended up on TV. So it's a lot of very tough kids. Like it was unfair. We would go from party to party and pick fights. And we would beat the shit out of everybody. And it was so rude. Like the okay, shit we like, did, we were dicks. It was, who would it was you pick out of a crowd if you like came in on a party? There's a, a a group of people. Who's the, who? Who are you fighting and who are you not fighting? Um, I mean, me or some. Of course. So out of a group of that many people, you have the tough guys. Who you know, I was beating up grown men on the beach at 15 years old. Like I wanted to, fi- <laughs> I, I wanted to fight whoever would, who could fight. I didn't want to fucking punk somebody. That was rude. But you had those guys in the group. Like you had those guys who weren't that tough. But they had balls because they had us with them, and <laughs> and even those guys had big enough balls who weren't tough to hit the biggest meanest guys in the party because they our bigger meaner guys were way bigger and meaner. You know, like my old best friend Shane Rosario, who's, who's passed away. He was a, he was a fucking freak, and you know he was a heavyweight kickboxing champion of the world. That's who that <laughs> right. That's who we were old. That's that's my best friend. That, you know, like. We had fucking Robert Emerson, another we bunch of fighters who were really, really good, and you know we would we like to show off and we like to get chicks and we we, we, <laughs> were, we were party boys. It was, you guys it was would walk super. in and kick somebody's ass and some girls would just be like, "I want to fuck that guy." Oh, dude, all the time. What? It was ridiculous. Oh, that's fucking. We dope. we used to make him say shit like "Say Lord's own you," like all this the, the worst, <laughs> the fucking worst shit. It was ridiculous, and it's on TV, so I'm just repeating what's on there. But oh, it, it was it God. was pretty fucked up, dude. And like we had back then, we weren't we weren't the rapey type at all. Like that was something we didn't do, you know. I mean, okay. But like we had a lot of group sex. The girls were oh, willing. The, the girls were willing to it. So I I, I want to preface with that because it wasn't like kids nowadays are rapey ass fucking weirdos. We actually fuck. we actually got you know like oh you hear that so much like what the fuck guys like. Girls back then wanted to have group sex, and and, and they do now. It seems like again, but uh, at least the ones I hang out with. Um, but uh, it's you know it, it's just it was a weird mentality, and we you know we were just a bunch of savages. It wasn't right what we did. It wasn't. It was fucked up. But you know you got to test your skills somewhere, I guess. Did you ever go to a party and not fight anybody? Oh, all the time. We would go to parties, you know, because we had parties at our houses. You know, we all grew up in nice, big ass houses in Laguna Miguel and Laguna Beach and Dana Point, and you know, it's we. And you guys just wanted to fight people. That's all it was. We, I, I mean, we wanted to fight people and cause trouble. It was. <coughs> I mean, there was there was one point where where I was a I was a legitimate criminal, I guess you could say. I was a drug dealer, and you know, I I would I was robbing drug dealers at fifteen years old. How did that start? How did you get into that? How did you like that shit? Yeah. Oh, because uh, I started selling weed when I was in private school. Like right, but how did that start? Because like I've never even met a drug dealer. Like I've never had to. Um, I've always I been was, able to buy at the store. How did you? I, you know what? I had an older brother okay. who kind of guided me through it. But I, I want, I wanted to be naughty. I wanted to be bad. <laughs> I was weird. I was a fucking weird kid. And now I look back, I'm like, Jesus Christ, why did I want to do that? Like I, I looked at role models in movies and stuff because I wanted to be a scientist, or I wanted to be a comedian, or I wanted to be a fighter, and I kind of I'm accomplishing two of those at least in my life, um, because that's just when I get with something I get obsessed, I fucking get obsessed with it, and it's the same reason why I know so much so much about mycology and about psychedelics. Like these are things that I get obsessed with and I learn about and I and I, I educate on. I like I like to talk about it. It's it's weird. I'm a, I'm a fucking weird person, and I've always had enough room to pull shit off. Where, you know, I can do it. I can I can put enough time in with with my life to um to do comedies. You know, as many times a week as I do. It's crazy. So, how did you transition the um that fighting into like like something that's uh could be judged? You know what I mean? Like uh like something like where you're like taking fights, and how did you trans? Like, how did you get into that? Uh, I turned 18 and they said, well, you're a man now. You want to fight professionally? You want to make some money? And I said, okay. I went, I, so I went to go fight a man. But again, I, I was, I had never been punched by a real man yet. I, I learned that fucking in the first f- few seconds of the fight. <laughs> oh man, I fought a little Hawaiian boxing champ. He won like, t- he was a two or three time Golden Gloves boxing champ in the Navy. Jerry Sampson. I love that guy. Um, he fucking hit me so hard. Oh my god! <laughs> Fractured my sternum too, fucking dick. Um, but I, they tried to get me to fight at sixteen you know, on an Indian reservation. And we were like, you know what? No, we're good. I, I can't, <laughs> I can't mess up my wrestling career if I get hurt. 
But uh, because I thought I was gonna go to college. I, I mean, I did go to college, but I had dropped out to fight. But uh, you know, then once you, when you're that good, that young, and and I kind of helped build the industry, the sport at, at that weight. I was the first known world champion at that weight. Which kind of was which weight? Well, uh, 125 pounds. I'm five four and 125 pounds. I'm a small person. That's well, I mean, much now, I now I'm now I'm I'm 170, but just because I actually eat. I mean, I, I oh fuck. I dieted at at a really caloric deficit, so I didn't eat enough food for 20 years. Because from 14 to 34, same amount of time I was a drug addict. I was a pill addict. Uh, I was. I was super healthy. I mean, I, I ate a lot of food, but I, it was all really healthy food. I guess I didn't eat that much now that I think about it. Because now I eat, and you know, I eat a lot of food. And I fuck, I put on. 30 pounds of muscle I still have you know I I work out at a really fancy gym uh, here in Orange County called Lifetime I used to wear I used to teach martial arts there so I they have all the machines like I have like 8% body 8% body fat and I'm jacked but like I'm actually I'm, I'm obsessed with working out because that's all I have to help my body feel better my body's so broken and my it's such a I need those drugs to be released every single day that I can so I can feel better because otherwise I'll get depressed uh, I'll get fucking testy. I won't be happy. Like that, I know how to control my body really well. You said you were teaching at the uh, at the gym. Yeah. Who are you teaching to? Like like old fat people or like anybody who are uh, not fighters. Like I mean anyone who was <laughs> interested. But it was such a difference because I I had never been in a public situation before. It was my first job I've I've ever had. When I was thirty four. Oh shit. Um, and me thinking that that was reality. It's the nicest gym I've ever been to in the entire world. It's in South Orange County. It's full of the most beautiful people. No matter what you're into, boy, girl, what size, color, <laughs> creed, there is the hottest version of that. There's at least <laughs> one of them in the building at all times. It's fucking crazy. And I, uh, you know, I work there, and you know, you get treated like the new hot chick at school when you have a blue check mark and you're in a place like that. Like they think right. you're cool. Um, but. You know, it just wasn't for me. I, I just, I'm not, I, they, they brought me in as a trainer, and I, I kind of did personal training a little bit, and it just, I wasn't, I, did, I just didn't, I wasn't into it. I knew I had had other shit to do, but it was a lot of fun. I mean, and I, I I'm now I'm a member there. <laughs> I hang out there all the time. Like I go there for like two or three hours a day, because you know, again, I, I work. The days I don't have my daughter, because now I, I raised her on my own for the first five years of her life, and now that she's with her mom half the time, uh, she. You know, it gives me a lot of free time. You raised her for the first five years? Yeah. And Can I ask why? Like uh, why? Her, her mom just had to go through some shit. Uh, okay. But all, everything's better now. Her mom's great. And her mom, you know, has a new new husband, a new daughter. That's fucking adorable. I love her. Um, and, you know, it's everything. It's, again, I, I don't I don't hold a grudge or anything. Or right. Whatever. Right. Shit happens. She's here now. <coughs> and she's, you know, she's, she, we're friends. But um, I don't even know where I was going with that. Um, <laughs> sorry, I'm high. What was I? Saying? Yeah, uh, we were talking about um your daughter, like how. Oh well, she, yeah, she well she's my everything. Oh, I don't have her as much. I have her half time now. Right. You know, so I get to go work my ass off. Like I, I get up early. I literally come downstairs in my house. Well, my house. I barely ever sleep there anymore. At my girlfriend's house, and her being a you know professor and a and a, a scientist for the last twenty five years, she teaches. Like you know, she's she's really smart and and organized and very very efficient. So there's post-it notes all down the board at the house. I come downstairs in the morning. I drink my mushroom coffee. Um, you know, all microdose psilocybin or LSD or something depends on what 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 I'm doing. Every day? Not every day, but um, a lot of a lot of times. But again, I'm not. I use I'm using it therapeutically because it's helping my brain. What about uh, today? Today, no, actually, I should have. Um, <laughs> but it, it's a competitive advantage. To business and to life, and and with especially when you have brain damage like I do, I need this sort of stuff to get. Th- you know, it helps me be creative and helps me really open up. But uh, you know, I I just go down the list of you know email, text message, text message, email, phone call, this, that, the other thing. You know, I I I, I deal with uh, I educate about psilocybin and the uses and the the benefits of it, and uh, you know whether it's physical or emotional. Um, you know, I, I get to travel with my girlfriend. I, I call her the professor. <laughs> <laughs> she, you know, because she's the lead educator. I, I'm just her, basically, like her backup. Um, 
I have the blue check mark. People listen to me for some reason. I don't know why. Just because they think <laughs> I'm valid. Whatever the fuck anyone with that how dumb do people, thing. How do people know? Like they just walk up there, they tell people, hey, check your Instagram real quick. Well, no, I'm just like, that gets me, that gets us in the door for certain companies. Like, we, we right. educate for Decrim CA, which is uh, Ryan Menavar. Is, uh, it's the decriminalization effort for psilocybin in California. Uh, we talk to Decrim Nature Oakland very closely. We, we actually kind of work with them a little bit. Um, we work with a company called Unlimited Sciences. They were educators and, and ambassadors for them. Uh, and th- they have the biggest psilocybin studies in the world. They work with Johns Hopkins. I just got approved for Johns Hopkins study on CTE and brain damage. So we'll see how that goes. We'll see how, how well I'm doing. Um, but there's a system to everything I do. And I'll, I'll go through the whole day. And, you know, I work through the morning. I get to the gym, and you know, sometime afternoon, early, you know, in between 12 and 2, I work out for a couple hours, sit in sauna, um, get up, get ready, because the place is so bougie. You know, I'll get ready, and it's all nice, and then uh, from there I go do more stuff. I go to another office, or I go do something, you know, on the road. And then by nighttime, I'm doing a comedy set somewhere. Like, I, I'm trying to prove to everyone that I'm putting serious work in, because... You know, I don't like sucking at something. I don't ever want anyone to say, like... Oh, this dude sucks. Yeah, because that that's not... Uh, I don't like that, you know? I, I, and I, I, I obviously... You don't like that people say that, or, like, you don't like that because... No, no, I, I just... Well, obviously, I, I want to... I'm kind of a perfectionist. I want to be good. I want right. to be good at whatever I do. Like, I was a, you know, I was a world champion at something. I'm obs- I, would get, I get obsessive. So... And I always get compared to Brendan Schaub. Right and and again I I he's I love him he's a good dude he's always been great to me um, you know we don't really talk much but but again he's a fucking awesome guy um, have you talked to him about comedy at all no I haven't talked to him or Rogan in years in a couple of years well I, Brendan's reached out to me a couple of times but I haven't talked to Joe in a long time um, but you know they always compare me to him and they go you know people always talk shit it's stupid um, or they go you know. Hey, you know, look at this guy. He's only been doing it for four years. So that's pretty good. I don't want that reaction. I want, oh my God, look at this guy. It's only been four years. You know, like I, 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 I strive for greatness every time I do something. So if I'm gonna do it, and I know this is a long haul, you know, a long ball play for comedy. It takes years and years yeah. and years to get ready and to do it. But you know, I'm, I want to, I want to bust my ass at it because it's, a, it's a different, it's a whole different world than what I'm used to. Right. I'm used to being in a fight gym. That's been my life, and then I spent. You know, a year at Lifetime, which was this weird, <laughs> weird bubble of beauty and, and, you know, just people looking perfect and, like, everyone trying to fuck each other. <laughs> and it's crazy out there. Uh, so then I'm like, okay, I need to, like, try and see what more normal life is, I guess, and because I can't carry a job like that. So then I came to comedy, and, and again, I'm like, oh, a bunch of freaks. Like, this feels better. <laughs> Like, this isn't normal, but everyone's fucked up, and I like it, you know, like, at le- like at least they're honest, you know, like, like it, it's it's just a good group of people that I thoroughly enjoy, you know, like, I'm, I'm I just, I, I don't know, it's something that's, it's the fir- after the first time I did it, I was like, oh my god, I'm into this, <laughs> like, this was true, I totally spaced, like, I forgot, as a kid, I, I loved, I, I even said it to my parents, like, I want to be a stand-up, but... You know, I had forgotten that almost. And then once Zach Miller told me or asked me to do it, he goes, hey, would you do a, a set? I said, sure. I, I say yes to everything. And I did, and that was August, I guess, 4th, I think. Something like that. And I've been, fuck, it's been how many? August, September, October, November, December. So it's been five months. Since you started? Yeah. And I've, I've you know, I've hit. I don't know how many, I don't know how many day that days it is. There's 150 days, so I've done probably, man, um, it's not quite 100 shows, maybe half of that. 50? Yeah, I've for sure done 50. I think I've done over 50 for 50 shows. So it's not too bad. You know, I could do more. Yeah. But, you know, again, yeah. I, I've, I've got business, business stuff that I do and education stuff that I do and. Yeah, I do have my podcast, which has been lagging because we're just in this whole this 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 crazy shit that's going on. But um, now is that about UFC or what is that? No, no, that's just a, a lifestyle podcast, just about anything. People just come on, and they tell their story. It's like the eighth hour of a twelve hour podcast or twelve hour drive somewhere. You're talking right. about random shit. 
people will come on and tell a story about being in the Pakistani prison for three years and how they got out. <laughs> or that same guy will come on and tell you how he now is a stuntman in movies and owns a couple restaurants. And then he came back on and told us how he has cancer and he's dying, but the uh. doctors say he's dying, but that was the best I'd ever seen him look. He looked fucking healthy as shit. He had lost a little bit of weight and he's a big dude, but he was all jacked. I was like, what the fuck? You're dying? Jesus Christ. Did he die? No, he's still alive. Um, and then, oh man, just random shit. Like fucking, uh, my buddy from the Dirty Heads told a story about watching some dude get fisted in a dog mask. Like in a weird weird swinger club and, uh, yeah, some weird sex dungeon club in, in Paris. Like he's you like ever do some weird shit like that? Uh, I've been invited to parties like that. I got invited pretty recently. Um, there was like a short period of time where there was like, I got invited to a bunch of weird sex parties. And I never actually went. There's one called Sanctum. It, it was the, it's the nicest. Wait, like there's sem- names for them? It's not just like oh, your homies? Y- no, you can Google. Oh, well, yeah, I've had orgies. Oh, I've, yeah, I've been staying away from that lately. With um, like your best bros? Oh, yeah. Oh, fighters! That's like a fighter thing. It's weird, uh, but it's, you know. And plus, it's not gay. Well, no one's fucking each other. I mean, maybe not our parties, but uh, <laughs> I don't know about the other ones. Uh, but yeah, it's just you know, we're just perverts and like to have sex with women together, and that that that's how it was always was, growing up. I don't know. When was your first threesome? How old were you? Oh man, my first threesome with with two guys or two girls. With two guys. Oh, dude, I was like 14, 15. 14? 15, actually, yeah. Because I couldn't drive. What 15. the fuck? Yeah. And then, but my first my first group sex with women, it was a foursome. And, and you were the only dude? Yeah. That's bullshit, dude. I picked up these fucking three girls that were friends of mine, and I, was, I slept with one of them at that point, I think. I don't know. I think I had slept with one of them only. And I picked them up. My friends were supposed to come, you know, meet me at my house. So uh, yeah, because we, we always partied at my house. I always had a big, I had a big ass, the big bonus room in the house was mine with a bar in it and shit and a fucking <laughs> this is ridiculous. And this one, how old were you? I was probably I think I was seventeen. Okay, sixteen or seventeen. Sixteen. <laughs> and I picked these girls up in my truck and then drove them to the house. And then none of my friends could make it, so they just all had. I just had sex with all of them. How did how did you even initiate that? Oh, I don't even know, dude. I f- they just, they kind of came on to me. It was weird. Like, I've been hyper, 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 and it's not like I'm, you know, some male model looking dude or anything. Like, I'm just kind of normal. I mean, I'm fit, I'm jacked, but like, that's besides the point. Like, I'm not, I'm not that pretty where people just want to fuck me all the time. But I've been hypersexualized my whole life for some weird reason. And I realized this recently because, especially becoming an athlete, oh, or, or even working at a place like Lifetime, I give a piece of meat. Like, I, like no joke, it's always been weird. Like all I gotta do is buy a subscription to there, and I could get just pussy. You're at least gonna see a lot of it. I mean, I'm very energetic and I talk to everybody, but it's a it's a weird thing that I've been doing, and you know, all the therapy that I've been I've been engaging in in, in the psychedelic work, uh, specifically with psilocybin, but you know, with some other things, some other, some other entheogens or, or you know, uh, psychedelics, and. Yeah, it's weird, you know. Like I'm, I'm now dating a, another, a, another sex addict. You know, the, it's li- like, we, we, we both have these crazy pasts, being hyper, hypersexualized, and now we're together and we keep each other accountable. Like we try, we, it's, it's weird, but we like make sure everything's done every day. Like I, <laughs> I have to fuck her like three times a day. It's great, at least. It's just a day. Yeah, but it's it's. I'm telling you, it's a fucking addiction, man. And it's it's really so, we like we hold each other accountable. Like, listen, sure, maybe one day we'll get weird and do this other shit. But like, we both have a lot of shit going on in our lives, and we don't need to be acting stupid like that. We both come from wildness. We're just trying to be one with each other right now because I'm into her. I'm in fucking love. Like, I'm all about it. That's crazy, dude. Because I'll like I'll like fuck a girl, and then I'll be like, all right, I'm good for like the next month. Yeah, I, I've been physical my whole life. That's how I express myself is 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 for the physical. And now I'm trying to focus on, f- you know, expressing myself mentally and and with my voice and my thoughts. Because again, I was I was so tortured throughout my entire career. 
Like, it was it was really fucked up. Like, you didn't want to be fighting people, or? No, I wanted to. I thought I wanted to, but just, I, my body got sick. My body, I, I ended up getting H. pylori, which is a stress disorder. And I couldn't keep food down, and I had this other, this vasovagal syncope, which was like the seizing of my esophagus. So I had that on top of it. So I'd be throwing up food, my fucking esophagus would be seizing up. And I'm laughing, but I was in the hospital like a dozen times in, in two years. It was fucked Fuck. up. And we're talking Brazil, Ireland, New York, L.A., San Diego, Orange County multiple times. Like, It was fucking horrible, dude. And, and I thought I was going to die. I mean, there's multiple times where I'm like, this is going to kill me. And, and I'm still trying to fight at a world-class level. I'm so happy those fights fell through. Damn. You know, like, I realistically could have died, I think. And, um, yeah, my body was fucked. And then through all that, I got re-hooked on opiates again. Because, you know, there's been times where I s- you start to get off. I'm like, since my, my kid was born, you know, I, I, was, I was on them, but not on them, but not. Like the, uh, like the shit that Skaggs died on? Skaggs. Tyler Skaggs, he like OD'd in a hotel on. Oh well, yeah, I'm sure it's all it's all fucking oxycontin and, and that leads to fentanyl and or heroin or fucking whatever crazy shit. Uh, it's heavy and it sucks. It's it's horrible, man. You get you get. I was addicted by 14 years old, and then I I quit at 34. Who did you like? What was the first drug you ever tried? A weed. I smoked weed when I was eight. With with what? With yeah, who? my brother. He was 11. Where'd he get the weed? Stole it from my dad. Yeah. Fucking at 11? My dad had the best weed, too. Always. My dad always had the best weed. And back then in the 90s, oh my God, the weed was shit. I mean, all my friends' dads had. You were eight years old when you smoked dirt weed. weed. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was horrible. And I drank, too. At eight? Yeah. Yeah. What the fuck? It was, uh, I was a bad kid. I wanted to be naughty. You know, like, I, I always think about this. There's a movie from back in the day called The Medicine Man with Sean Connery. Okay. And he plays a scientist. And I was like, oh, cool. I either want to be a scientist. I wanted to be a scientist so badly as a kid as well. Because I love, I love, obviously, science. I love animals uh, and nature and, and whatnot. And he's this degenerate scientist that's trying to save. He's trying to find the cure for cancer. But he's fucking all the native women. And he's, he's drinking their homemade alcohol. <laughs> And he goes into the forest when the the loggers are knocking down the forest and burning it down. He's fucking them up and, you know, breaking all their shit. <laughs> like, it's so crazy. I wanted to be that guy. I was so obsessed. I was like, I watched it all the time. I wanted to be, that was the guy I looked up to. Why didn't I look up to, like, someone better? I wanted to be fucking Sean Connery. You know, like, I was such a weird kid. It's, it, dude, it's, I, I look back at my entire life and I'm like, what was I doing? God, who 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 allowed this? You ever fuck a teacher? Um, no, uh, yoga teachers, plenty of them. No, I meant like like grade <laughs> no. school. No, um, I I I I flirted with with one in college. I tried, but no, I've never. Fuck, it would have been cool. And that would have fucked me up so much, probably too. <laughs> Who knows? Come you know? to class the next day, you'd have so much power. You'd just be like, just sitting there, just knowing, just looking around like these fools don't even fucking know. Oh yeah, that these fools been, don't even know. You would have learned some shit real quick. Some crazy ass like early twenties, you know, <laughs> teacher. <laughs> just imagine. There was a couple hot ones. I remember. Yeah, dude, I one time my hot fucking ones. my homie fucked my manager, and then. It was so bad that he didn't even give me my pay raise. He was fucking so stupid, <laughs> dude. I was pissed. Oh man, I'm trying to think, what, what, who, who have I been inappropriate with? That's been in a teaching role in my life. I don't think so. Smart women have always avoided me, except your current girlfriend. Yeah, yeah. She's what happened uh, to her then? Um, I I made a big change recently, over since retirement, like since the last year. Went really deep with the psychedelic work and the, the integration work. I know it sounds crazy, but it's medicine, man. And you can look at the science. Like, I know the science behind it. There's a process called epigenetic neurogenesis that happens with uh, with psilocybin use. Uh, microdosing, it's better because you get the chemical in your receptors for a longer period of time. Not just one big dose of mushrooms. But if you go into it with set and setting, the, you know, the proper dosing, the proper set, the proper setting, the proper actual work through it, the meditation, breath work, I mean, even doing yoga on it, it's amazing. And then uh, the integration after, what what is it that you're learning through these trips and how can you integrate it into your life? 
because that's what really matters. And for me, it was getting rid of ego and getting rid of, you know, uh, forgiving myself for, for whatever the fuck it is that I've done in my life. The things you don't even you don't even realize you don't forgive yourself for. You have the default mode network. And say your brain's a little circle, okay? There's a little box in the middle. <laughs> the box is where all your all your problems, that's where all your monsters are. That's where all the ghosts are, all the bad shit that's ever happened that your body hides from you tr- for trauma. Fuck. So the default mode network it is impossible to get into with, with, mo- with regular therapy. <laughs> therapy, it's a good idea, but it doesn't work because we can't get in there. The only keys we have to get in there is psychedelics, and science even says that. So if you can use it with psychedelics, oh my God, it works wonders. And I've, I've done it. I'm proof. But it's it's a lot of work. And, you know, to sit there with the woman that you're in love with and go over both of your crazy-ass addictions and, like, what the fuck you guys have done in life is really hard. It's really hard. and But it's, 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 it's also really enlightening because then you're, you know, you're, you're, you God, you're so much more at peace. What's the craziest shit you've ever done? Like, if you were to look back and, like, you had, like, one story to tell before you fucking claimed, or, you like, if you knew you were about to pass away, you wanted to tell one story to your kid to pass on. Craziest thing I've ever done? Yeah. It's just the craziest thing. Oh, man. Um, I mean, y- you... A or really craziest situation. Oh, you mean, like, like been good or bad or what? Yeah. Like... Oh, man. Like, something that I wouldn't believe. There's, there's, I mean, some of the shit I used to do was straight up illegal. I used to, you know, rob drug dealers. Like, we like used with to guns and shit? Be, yeah, beat the fuck out of people for things. Like Without guns, you just walk up and beat well the shit no, out there, of them? Well, no, there was guns involved. Oh, fuck. Um, you ever shoot somebody? No, 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 no. Oh, right. I heard, no, I heard, right. I heard, no, no, no. No, no, I, 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 <laughs> they would never give me a gun. I was a kid. I was like 15. They gave me a bat. I fucked people with <laughs> I hit a few people with that thing. That's fucking horrible. So, it was so mean, dude. I was like, I look back, I'm like, what am I, what the fuck? But, uh, you know, there's, I, I just focus on the good. The bad, I forgive myself for, you know. It's the good things is, you know, she knows. My daughter knows everything I've done in the good the good world, you know. Like, she doesn't need to know about the shadows because she'll have her own, you know. You can learn a lot from the shadows. You can, you can You can th- thrive in there, uh, and you can take some really good lessons from the things you learn from your shadows, and that's... One thing that I I, th- I thought that you had to get rid of all that darkness in your life to uh to to be real happy, but no, you can just it's there, it's not going away, but you can be fine with it. In these uh, travels in the psychedelic psychedelic realm, how how often do you think about death? Uh, I haven't, you know, I oh, I had I didn't have a weird trip about being stabbed. Fuck, dude, it was so weird. Now, in this trip, was it like 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 a like a vision, or were you like walking well down the street it w- and you it saw w- it? It was a vision, Fuck. and it it had to do with, you know, it had to do with my girlfriend and I talking about breaking up, because we just we just we need to go over everything in these trips, so we go over every possible scenario. What happens if I lose you, or you lose me, or whatever, you know, Fuck. kind of thing, and you know, when you're madly in love, that's hard. So I'm sitting there. And I had just gotten back from Bali. And, you know, I actually didn't sleep with anybody out there. And I don't know if you've ever been to Bali, but oh my God. I like Eastern European women. My, the professor, she's uh, she's from Yugoslavia, or that's a, oh. that's a former country. It's not a, it's, well, it's She was born out there and shit? Yeah, it's modern day Serbia. She's a 5'11 Serbian woman who's, you know, Extremely attractive, um, and it's just my type. Fucking flex, dog. It's just my, it's just my type. Like I can brag about <laughs> it because she's she's amazing and she lets me fuck her. It's it's incredible, <laughs> um, and you know it, it's I'm it's I, I'm lucky enough to be able to 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 nab a woman like that. But this I, is the way I go out to to there, and they're everywhere in Bali because the ones that can't get in this country all hang out there, and they say that. And you're just sitting Why, on a so moped. You, like, you take them home. No, I don't. I would, I'm literally sitting there in my moped, like all fresh off the beach, all fucked up looking, and they just come up and start talking to you, and you're like, "What the fuck, like, bitch? I'm not buying you lunch." Like, what? that's <laughs> what they want. They want food. Oh yeah, dick. 
You uh, I thought they wanted you to like bring him home. You can't. Oh, you can't well, afford to give him a sandwich. I'm sure you. But it's dude. It's just it, it's such a weird game I'd down buy there. All sandwiches, man. Well, they are. They're really cheap down there. But again, <laughs> I can't be taking. I can't be taking super hot, you know, Russian chicks to lunch when I've got a girlfriend that I promised I wouldn't. She's actually like, you know what? Just go do whatever you need to, and just we'll just. just We'll get you some <laughs> postmatum, some <laughs> antibiotics when you get home. Get you tested. I was like, listen, I'm not. I need to do this for my own sanity. It's not go and bang a bunch of fucking foreign chicks because I don't like Americans. Have you ever paid or been paid for sex? Yes. Which one? Both. Well, you've paid for sex. Someone's paid for sex f- for hookers to be in a party. And I've oh. Those chicks. I've never paid for it myself. Okay, but I've been part of that sort of uh, that sort of nonsense, and I've had a few hookers just want to sleep with me <laughs> for free. Yeah, the f- the f- the and you f- did it. Yeah, that's savage. But I mean, th- these are like escorts, like high end escorts that are just at parties because they're at parties where rich people are, and they just don't find a good client. So they're like, well, oh, fuck you. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like great. You know, again, I was a I was a a, a a young professional fighter who was decent looking and had some game. So like. The first, you know, the first, uh, this is what I'm not going to say what magazine she was in, but uh, <laughs> the first one was it was a uh, was in some magazine stuff, very pretty. What like Auto Trader? Yes, she worked for Auto Trader. <laughs> they uh, a lot of those girls were you know. But you've been paid for sex. Yes, I've yeah. How'd that <laughs> go down? Uh, she offered, and I said sure. Was she like a fat ass or something? No, she was hot. What? Yeah, she just didn't want to. Would you have fucked her for free? Yeah, I did. And <laughs> I did. <laughs> Why'd you I, take the money? Then? I did after that. Actually, <laughs> she didn't give a fuck. She was she was rude. She was one of those rich rich ladies here in like Crimadamar. How much was it? It was like three hundred bucks, I think. Oh fuck, dude! I, I think it was. It was something like that. And I just just she just threw a number, and I was like, yeah, all right. I was young too. I was. And she was hot. Yeah, she was. Uh, she was. How old was she? I, I still don't know. <laughs> she never like, told was me. she old as fuck? No, she back then she was probably like late forties, and I was like twenty one. Yeah, because I was drinking late forties. That's old as fuck. That's like thirty years older than you. Yeah. Well, my girlfriend now is forty seven. It's uh, there's there's some. Yeah, they're not twenty one now. Yeah, true. But yeah, that's what I tell people. People are like, oh, sugar baby, and I'm like, yo, I'm a fucking grown ass man. I'm thirty five. Hey, just because she's forty-seven doesn't make me sugar. I mean, she is very successful, but <laughs> but like that's besides the point. Like, I buy shit. I'm successful, I guess, kind of. You know, I have been in the past. <laughs> it's just a weird thing that I don't know. Two random people from other opposite ends of the world. Where did you guys meet? At a party. Just at a party that we were, you know, hanging out, and I, my friend goes, "You need to meet this person." I turned around, and was like, "Oh yeah, I do." I really, need, I, re- I, re- God, I really need to meet you. Uh, I'm, I've always been a coxman. You know, it's, it's kind of, it's just a, it's a what? A coxman. <laughs> I'm, I'm, obviously I have a horrible track record with women. I can't have a good relationship to save my life. Uh, you know, and sure, I've slept with incredibly beautiful. I've been lucky enough to, to sleep with beautiful women, um, but. You know, I'm just good at getting chicks in bed. That's all it is. It's just a, a weird manipulation tactic. I'm sure I'm good at it in some way, shape, or form. Yeah, it's, it's kind of weird. You know, like you, when you really when you really break it down and go like, "What? You're good at fucking chicks? Want to fucking great? Good for you, dickhead!" Like that's kind of gross. <laughs> it's it was like it turned. It was such a habit for me, such an addiction that I I just I think it's it's fucking silly. Like I. <laughs> you ever fucking ugly ass chick? Oh, there's been a few. Yeah. Well, why? You couldn't just wait a couple days. Just an addict, yeah. And again, they're they're they have good bodies at least. I've always been like, oh, your face sucks or whatever. <laughs> like a butter face. Yeah. But Fuck. Where'd you go to high school? Dana Hills. <laughs> Dana Dana Point. That's so funny. When when was the first time you ever fought somebody? How old were you? And like, oh, was it your brother or something? Dude, I got kicked out of the f- my. I got kicked out of. I think it was kindergarten or preschool for punching somebody. <laughs> I did martial arts since I was four. I was a loaded weapon my whole life, just ready to pop somebody. What was your dad like? How did you get involved with that? My dad liked martial arts. He wasn't a martial artist. He was just a fan of martial artists, and uh, my family grew up with a Toyota dealership. A Toyota dealership? Yeah. Like you guys owned it? Yeah, my grandpa owned a bunch of property in downtown L.A., and he owned the business on top of it. So, you know, we... uh, my. Well-to-do family, we had uh, everything we ever needed. 
wanted uh, my parents were great my dad you know he worked a lot but he was always there for us like as far as my, my family was really good until about I think I was 12 or so my parents got started to get divorced my mom moved out and then it was a clusterfuck because that set me off I think into some weird you know just being being a shithead uh, just yeah, being a shitty little kid you've been smoking since you were eight Weed has never been bad to me. It has never done me wrong in all these years. I mean, I, my voice attack? sounds like this. No, no. You never had a panic attack on weed? No, never. Weed's always kept me from panic attacks or, or helped, you know. It's what I need to, to, so I don't have one. Fuck. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, it's been medicine for me, you know. But that's, you know, now it's like I smoke so much because I, I'm in so much pain. My daughter hates it. But uh, she she just correlates it with, you know, it was bad, you know. Like, smoking's bad. How old is she again? Six. She's eight. Eight. Yeah. What would you do if you walked down on her smoking a J? Um, I'd be, I'd be pissed. But you know, <laughs> then, then again, she, uh, she has rheumatoid arthritis. So I, I would. What? Yeah. Fuck. She dude, was, that sucks dick. She was diagnosed at two and a half with rheumatoid arthritis. Um, how they even? It, how do you guys even? How did? How they even know that? Um, it's a stress response, I think, to her surroundings. You know. Her mom wasn't around, some shit, whatever. I, I don't, I can't blame anybody. I'm not mad about it. It's just, I wasn't perfect. You know, life was hectic. Like, it was fucking hectic. And, you know, my, my best friend died in the house we were living in. In it? Yeah. Oh. Uncle, Uncle Shane, he, he, f- he had a heart attack. Oh, fuck. Um, but, you know, he was partying too much, and uh, he had a heart attack. And he had, heart, uh, he had a heart disorder or heart malfunction. Or I don't know what it was. Uh, long QT syndrome. And, you know, that was the guy who was helping me raise her. So, you know, I I believe that the stress response is what gave her rheumatoid arthritis. Damn. Um, now, how you fix that is diet and exercise and then something, you know, CBD oil, cannabis oil. And, you know, six years ago, that was more frowned upon and it was harder to get. And, of course, I could get it because, you know, I've been in cannabis my whole life, um, but getting your two-year-old, three-year-old, you know, get, getting them dosed up on see, on cannabis oil, it's so. it's kind of hard because you know your little kid's basically stoned. How? Uh, what's the similarity? Like, it's uh, is it really like could a sober person take that though? Well, full full spectrum stuff. I mean, it does have amounts of THC in it. You know, that's the thing. Should if your your kid's in pain, you don't want to give them painkillers because the right. doctors are trying to give them painkillers and anti-inflammatory stuff. And I, I say, fuck you. No, not happening. I'll give her something natural because I know where it's where it's made from. I know I know who is you know making this product for me, how they're making it, and I know it's coming from you know good organic plants. So uh, I'm I'm all good with it. That's crazy. How'd you go from, how'd you get that from like the old drug dealer lifestyle where it's like, all right, that's good enough to this bougie ass, know where it's from, all that shit. Well, because that's just how I, that's just, I've always been smart with it. Okay. I've always been on the higher end of, of, of science and, and knowledge and that sort of stuff. My brother grew weed his whole life. Very intelligent with it. Um, and I, again, I, I branched off from life in any other way, shape, and form at a young age to be a fighter. You know, when I was a teenager, I already knew it was happening. So I stopped learning science. Well, I guess, you know, I would learn on my own. I stopped learning in school, I should say. I would learn science and stuff like that, history, through, you know, other stuff. When I wanted to learn, I would learn. When I would find a subject, I would study it. But I I just hyper-focused on fighting. Right. So now, you know, it's, 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 I've been educating myself with over the last, you know, while, <laughs> since, especially since my kid's been born, because I, ha- I have to be more educated with everything I do. Do you help her with her homework? Yeah, she's homeschooled. By you? She's homeschooled by myself, my whole family, my ex-wife. Uh, she goes to a facility twice a week here in Costa Mesa, uh, and it's great, man. I mean, she just, she's leaving tomorrow for Aspen. Um, she's going to go out to Aspen to stay at her grandparents' house with her mom um, and that's her that side of the family has some spots out there so they're, they're gonna go out there Aspen's so rad I love that place <laughs> it's it's speaking of bougie but uh, so you know she'll be able to do her homework on the road and <laughs> that sucks dick what the fuck well you, she has to do it I mean she, the thing is, is she's again having RA I can't have her stressed out 
she's a super athlete. I mean, when she she gets on the mat in jujitsu or in the pool and swimming or on her horse, she she got her third horse this year, which is uh, she has a horse. Just three of them. She has three horses. Yeah. What the fuck? <laughs> Grandma breeds race horses and polo horses, so her main horses her her main horse's name is Armani, and I'm like, of course it is. Like fucking giant, Jesus Christ! They're just giant, expensive creatures. But uh, you know, she's how she long do they live? I have no fucking clue. I don't ride horses. <laughs> I don't know shit about horses. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck, I have no idea. That, that's that's not my that's not my area of expertise. I don't deal with it. Um, but I know she likes it, and she's got you know world class coaches in everything she does. So I want her to focus on being happy and being with animals and being with her friends in sport and being with a small group of kids at school because it's better for them. You know, kids are savages. Kids yeah. are just kids are fucking disgusting. Yeah. And they have no idea what's going on and their parents are idiots and their parents make them worse and and I don't like number one, I don't like these super liberal young teachers that they just are like this generation of teachers is fucking so stupid. And they're just, they're crazy. They, I don't want their views on my kid. And I'm, I'm not saying I'm against liberals. I'm, 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 I don't even vote. Wait, they're allowed to talk about politics at, in class? Dude, it's just their views and the way they teach. I'm just not into it. And, and then you get people's views on life through their children on your kids. Yeah, all at once. All this crazy energy going into every single kid from every other kid. And I'm just like, yeah, no, fuck. dude. Think how world, how crazy the world is with the internet and with what, how weird everything is. It's too much right now. It's too much information. It's too much overload of, of, of most of it's utter nonsense. And I, I just go, all right, she's out. Like we can, we can facilitate her. We can, you know, kind of we, in life, not I mean, the, the state pays us, but you know, in life we can afford to facilitate her going to homeschool. Yeah, I think kids are, like, fucking earlier now, too, because they all have yeah. phones and shit. They're all, like, fucking Dude. at, like, 10, 11 and shit. Yeah, it's crazy. That's, and like, ridiculous. I, I, I didn't I, fuck the first time until I was 17. Yeah, that's pretty normal. Like, right. You know, but these kids are fucking at, like, like in, like, fifth grade. Yeah, and that, that's, that's real shit you have to deal with as a parent. You're like, what? Yeah. This is happening in every level of school. It's at every, 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 you know... Like tax bracket, it doesn't matter who the fuck it is. Kids are getting crazy, and and I I just don't I don't I don't like these fucking public schools. You know, even the private schools are just as bad. They were worse. I'm sure they're even worse now. You know, these kids are so rich in our area. They have so much money. Yeah. They're so spoiled and so entitled. I, 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 I would see them at at uh, lifetime all the time, and that's just that's just how it is. You that's ever fuck them. someone in like the bathroom at lifetime? <laughs> no, 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 no. I'm pretty shocked I didn't try. But uh, <laughs> I didn't. I was actually a good boy. That would have been savage. I, I, I didn't. S yeah. I mean, uh, there's members that I hung out with, but it was. Uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I was a good boy working there. I didn't break any rules. None. No, no, I didn't break any rules. No, I would. Uh, you know, besides coming to work stoned. But again, okay, well. but again, it's my medicine. You know, it's it's like I'm like if you you guys see the the mornings when everyone's like Jesus, what's your what's your issue tonight or this morning? I'm like I didn't smoke. You know, like it's I like get, your morning coffee. Yeah, I get up. I'm in fucking pain. Do you wake and bake like like the second like you get out of bed or do you like wait for like you wake up first? Um, it just it, either one. It just depends. I usually while I'm making my coffee, I'll take a bong rip. So pretty soon I'll, I get up. Well, what I do is that when I I I wake up. I do my breathing exercises every morning. I do my meditation for, for, I don't know, five minutes or so, ten minutes. Then I get up, drink some water. I'll have a whole cup of water. And then that time. So I guess, yeah, I've got five or ten minutes of me just getting up and taking a piss and fucking moving around before my coffee gets put on the pot or my water gets boiling. Whatever I'm making, I've got like nootropic tea or I've got uh, mushroom coffee and, you know, like all this healthy shit for my brain. And then, uh, then I'll go take a bong rip. How does that happen? Mushroom coffee? You just throw some mushrooms like, and then strain it? Well, it's not psychedelic mushrooms. It's it's You've got a different blend of mushrooms to... For some is for immunity. Some is for, you know, uh, for sport, like cordyceps mushrooms. Mushrooms can provide energy through things like T ATP, uh, a good vasodilator, um, which carries more oxygen in your blood. Um, you've got nootropic benefits like brain vitamins, um, you know, neuroprotectants. Like, you know, lion's mane, these, these things are, uh, some mushrooms even have 
antifungal, antiviral properties. There's so many amazing things that mushrooms can do for you, and and I I just find them like so beneficial for for me specifically because, you know. I have brain damage. It's 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 real, and it's a daily struggle. So I'm Are you constantly talking about like CTE and shit. Yes. Yeah, and I, I died of a drug overdose. I, I was dead. My, they, when they carted me off, they told my brother I wasn't going to make it. Like, I fucked up. And I hit my head snowboarding, and I was in the hospital for a couple of days. How long I, were you dead for? I have no idea. They didn't know. tell you, like, oh, you were out for, like, two minutes or whatever? No. And, and you know, it, that's, like, that's heavy. Do you, you remember know? that? No, no, no. I don't remember any of it. I, I remember the day. I woke up a couple of days later. Fuck. So yeah, it was quite a story. There's been a lot going on in my life, and it's finally calmed down. You know, I finally got my addictions in order. I got my addictions in order a while ago. That was the thing. I got sober a while ago, and I microdosed for two years about with psilocybin, and that really helped. Uh, and now I've gotten more into microdosing something like LSD because I have to be creative, and it's um, you know, it's it's incredible. Like the, the the amount of work I get done with business and with you know, writing comedy or whatever I'm doing, it's it's it helps my obsessive nature to really focus. So are you able to actually like do shit? Because I feel like oh, this is a sub a sub psychedelic sub psychedelic dose. You're not taking a bunch of it. You take so you're, you're, you can just hop right in the car and just take it for a drive. You don't feel anything. You you take well, what's a, the point there? Because it still opens up your brain. Okay. It still creates. It still opens up. These neural pathways, this is creative energy in your brain and focus and mood elevation. It elevator. sounds like limitless. It is. <laughs> it really is. There's, there's a few things you know you can take. Like th- there's a company, um, out there. I don't know which company they're under right now. BioRains, I think, is this is what they call it right now. They have a peptide pill called a. Um, it's called Limitless. It's called it's BDNF brain derived nootropic factor. And they mix that in with curcumin and CBD and a few other things. If you mix that with a microdose, you literally feel like you are, you are, like, as my buddy said, <laughs> we, were, we were walking in some bougie party in Hollywood and he took like a couple of them instead of just taking one each. And he goes, yo, I feel like I'm fucked up, but uh, in HD. <laughs> like exactly. You know, that that's, that's, the ne- that's the next wave in sport, you know, like is microdosing psilocybin at least because for, of s- for athletes oh yeah I'm, and like I, before I'm, competitions and shit yeah well during competition to take drugs to take natural to take psilocybin specifically because psilocybin actually helps the brain through that epigenetic neurogenesis it's what heals your brain so you have the, the one side of psilocybin that is trauma based you take big doses you deal with the trauma that's in your life you know come to certain conclusions ways to fix it you generally get over things Really easy, because you learn how to compartmentalize them, and then the microdosing itself washes the receptors in that chemical for a longer period of time, and then that's when you get the healing. So you have a protectant in there, uh, protecting p- protective properties to what's happening. So I think that theoretically, you're not getting as much damage in the fight. And then also, you, if you climb into a cage in your underwear to fuck someone up for blood money, there's PT- PTSD involved there. You've done that. I did it on TV multiple times. Wait, what show is that? It was UFC. Oh, okay. and, come on, man. And, and I, I pictured you literally like like an <laughs> underground fight club. <laughs> no, 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 Getting paid money no, to go no. fuck somebody up in but, your underwear. But, but just just think about it. You know, like you know how traumatizing <laughs> that can be for some people. Yeah, it's true. So there's 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 just multiple things involved. But getting into the flow state of when you're if if you know much about uh, about the flow state, it's where you're in the zone. Competing, right. your everything is perfect, and I've been there, and I never got to take psychedelics while I was while I was while I was training or fighting. I wish I did, because it would have been amazing. But I've been in that flow state before, and it is incredible. But now that I can microdose, I can manifest that way easier. I can get into a flow state like that, because because there's certain blends of of you know of of other vitamins and adaptogens and things you can you can add in with a small dose, a sub-psychedelic, so you can't feel a dose of psilocybin. And it's been scientifically proven to enhance so many things. My vision, my absorption of information, my memory, 
um, I mean, like a, a lot of stuff, and it just makes you so much, so much more on the ball. Random question: When you were fighting people, um, I don't. Did we talk about the part where you guys would would fight people in the street? No, um, I don't think so. Uh, your your gang, Lords of South Carolina. Yes. So you guys would go around, and you guys would just fight strangers. Yeah, I mean that that's it was all altercation based, where something would happen, and then uh, I say always. There was again the weaker people in the group that knew they had us behind them, where they would pick on people. So not all of it was, you know, like just one-on-one fighting. You know, I got my head stomped in by skinheads or other people on a few occasions. You know, like where you get jumped. Sometimes you're out number two, man, but go down swinging. Um, but you know, you have those weaker people who have big mouths in the groups, <laughs> and you know, it's like probably, probably me. They, you know, but those guys had big enough balls where they would go up and slap or punch. Slap? Or, like, the biggest, scariest dude on the other side because they knew nothing was going to happen to them. They are going to get shoved and then someone else was going to crush them. You know, so it was, it was fucked up. It was, a, it was a bad setup, but, you know, it was a trial by fire, I guess. I don't know. It, it's not something, you know, I'm proud of, but... It happened, and you just got to be able to think about it deeply and go, okay, it is what it is. It was just, you know, I've, I've, I don't know. I've done so. I've done a lot of fucked up shit in my life. Like, yeah, okay. I read on Wikipedia that you accidentally beat up an old lady. An old lady? On, you know, on Wikipedia, it says you like beat up an old lady or something. No, no, no. no. I got jumped, and so a female was involved, and sh- I fucked this poor girl. She saw me beat her boyfriend up, and his friends started jumping me. And she jumped in. Oh, fuck, dude! <laughs> I hit this poor girl, and I, I don't, you know, I I know how. Did the hard fight I, stop? No, this was all during the fight thing. It was a fucking brawl. Everybody was like, they weren't well, like, oh a shit, giant oh, damn. brawl broke out, and this there was like fifty people fighting, and I was just one <laughs> part of it. Where the fuck was this? This is at the Irvine Spectrum. <laughs> Dude, fucking crazy! Out, Are at, you swimming outside outside of some cowboy honky tonk bar? I forgot what it was called. And this fight breaks out. Fifty people. Fuck. This fight breaks out. I fucking I hurt this guy, and then his friends jump me, and then she jumps in, and next thing I know, I'm locked up with the body, and I and I go to toss her because I'm a wrestler, and I didn't know it was a it was a she wasn't small, you know, so I just right when I touched the body, it was bang. Like that's what happens, you know, when you know how to throw people. If I get any sort of pressure, they're getting launched. And my buddies caught us midair, sat us down, and right when we popped up, bang, 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 bang. I was like, oh, shit, it's a girl. And I fucking took off running, and I got shot with a taser gun. <laughs> By who? The cops. Uh, which they saw you beat up this chick, and they just watched? Boom. So that's all they saw was me hit it. They didn't see me get fucking jumped. Oh, you know, like, fuck. it was so fucked up. So fast forward, you know, I, I fast forward, I don't know, five years or so, I get a phone call. Hey, bro, remember that girl? I was like, yeah. He goes, I'm sitting with her right now. She wants to apologize. She made my friend call and apologize to me, and I was like, oh, sweetheart, I'm. S- thank you for apologizing. That really, that really makes me feel better about what happened. But I paid your medical bills. I know I broke her cheekbone, her nose, her orbital bone. Like, I think I knocked a couple teeth. I hurt her real bad, and it, it's it just showed like. I could never, and I never, I was always, I was brought up right. You don't hit women, you don't hurt kids, like this is right, something you don't right. do, no matter what you're into. And, Whoa. bro, I, that fucked me up so bad for doing that. And, but being able to talk to her about it was, was really, really cool, because, you know, she apologized, I apologized. If I was there, you know, I'm sure would have hugged or whatever, but, like, it was cool. But, dude, I mean, you can't, I, 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 I stopped beating up people on the street a long time ago, because it's just right. unfair. It's totally unfair. You know, like, just simple things, the, just the tells people do when they're about to punch somebody. You're like, oh, here it comes. You're like, oh, it's like normal people just freeze. For us, it's like, oh, we see it something coming in slow motion. You know, I can see your feet move when I'm looking at your face. And like, I, I can see the positioning of your hips, your shoulders, and just, just simple shit that it's just unfair to people. <laughs> like, so there's, we have no business. I haven't gotten in a street fight in a long time. When was the last time you got in a fight, period? Last thing before we end it. Um, the last fight I got in, the big reason why I retired, I was on Oxycontin. Uh, <laughs> I was in Japan headlining a huge event, and, you know, the old veteran versus the young up-and-comer. 
you know, who is, he's a big deal. He's one of the best fighters in the world. And fuck, he, he, the first thing he threw shellacked me. And I just dropped my back. And then I rolled out, and the ref pushed him out of the way, and I shot on the ref like it was him. And, uh, you know, I'm sure it could have. You punched out the ref? No, no, I, I, I grabbed the ref's legs, like, to take him down. Because uh. he got in between us. Uh, and again, I'm sure I would have been able to fight a little bit out, but I'm sure he probably would have finished me, so I probably would have got more brain damage. So thank you for that, for saving my brain. Uh, but yeah, I just... What was it? Was it like a right cross? Left hook. He, uh, we knew that he never does... He, well, <sighs> sorry. The game plan was to go out there, switch stands, come through with a certain combination to set him up into a certain way. And we knew he would only ever, he would only ever do A, B, or C. Right off the bat. Always. When you pressure him like that, he only does A, B, or C. He did fucking F. Fuck. And bang! And just, I ran right into it, and yeah, it, that, was the, <laughs> that was the end. I went in the back, and I was like, all right, gentlemen, it's over. That's never happened before. I'm fucking out. I already, I wanted it out before that. Like, I was, I shouldn't have taken that. I shouldn't have taken a lot of fights. Damn. The train wreck. All right, man. Well, as we approach the, approach the final minute, uh... I appreciate you being on. It's been a great, great podcast. This next uh, minute is for you to say whatever the fuck you want. You can plug some shit. Say whatever, man. It's uh, It's been a pleasure. Thank you. Thank you. Go check out my podcast, Storytime with Uncle Creepy. Uh, a lot of lot of nonsense on there. It's changing. We're, uh, we're revamping some things, getting some new production value. But go check that out. Check out all my Instagram. It's Uncle Creepy MMA. Uh, and go register to be a, uh, a activist for decrimca.org. It's the decriminalization f- a decriminalization effort for psilocybin, and also go to decrim nature Oakland. Do the same, uh, and tell them I sent you. Have a good one. All right, thanks everybody. <laughs>